Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, welcome to the dueling club. I'm Al. And I'm Jen. It's a little subdued. Yeah, you know, we did just talk for a long while. About everything. About everything. True. So, Very true. So what's up with you? Uh, nothing different from last episode. You found it in my life, go listen to that. What up? Oh my god. You did shave. I did. So along with cutting your hair, which we mentioned in the last episode, you shaved. I did. Very nice. True. What? 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 What was that about? Uh, dog. Okay. She went... Um... So did I tell you... I don't know if I mentioned it in one of the earlier episodes. What? Oh, no, I didn't because we haven't recorded since last weekend. We saw, um, Shang-Chi. Uh, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, yeah. Yep. I have not seen it yet, but I heard it's very, very good. It, it was very good. I would still not put it in the, t- like, ratings 1 to 10, 1 being worst, 10 being best, of the MCU movies. I would put it at like 7 out of 10 okay a what's hard, a 10 like, I know what my 10 is the, the end games the, the, the last two um, my together ten, because they go together in my head my 10 is uh, my 10s are end game yeah not infinity war okay. infinity war was too much uh, bouncing back and forth and like it was kind of like idiot plot like star lord is an idiot and I hate him so Endgame is a 10 for me um, another 10 is Captain America um, and the Winter Soldier uh-huh. that's a 10 because it was a would you like a candy no thank you it was a spy movie with superheroes and it had intrigue I'm an and international super spy super spy you're on TikTok too much. I am um, on TikTok way too much. Those are my tens. I think nines would be um, Iron Man one. Yes. Infinity War and Avengers the the first Avengers. Yeah. I think the worst ones for me are gonna have to be Thor two, Iron Man three. And, um, Age of Ultron. Yeah. I think Ultron was too short-lived and kind of boring. I think that the Dark Elves were really awkward in Thor 2. And I think that though Tony's PTSD symptoms were fairly accurate. Yes. I just didn't like the pacing of of Iron Man 3. Yeah. Where would you put Doctor Strange? And like Ant Man one and two, like- Ant Man one, I'd put at like a seven. Okay. Well, then at that in that case, I I think probably I Shang-Chi put that probably lower feels- than that than Shang Chi. Yeah. I would put Shang Chi at like a seven and a half, maybe eight at that point. Doctor Strange for me is an eight. Yeah, I like Doctor Strange, but I didn't like. So so here's the thing, going back to that, mm-hmm. I thought it was a great movie. It was nice to see really great 
acting and great portrayals of Asian characters. Yeah. Not stereotypical Asian characters. Like, for real. Well, obviously, a little stereotypical because... It's a movie. Martial arts. It's just a movie. Evil. It's yeah, a movie. It's just a movie. A, there's always going to be some weird stereotype And it's based it off of to. a comic book that, you know, kind of, kind of stereotypical, some things. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it. And there were some female empowerment things in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I like that now Aquafina of all people, is a Marvel superhero. Or a Marvel hero. Spoiler. Sorry. The drink? The actress. The drink, okay. <laughs> no. But um, like like I I like that. It's a little bit interesting to me. Okay. Um but the the main thing that I like about the movie itself mm-hmm. is that it was only released cinematically and this was after the whole debacle with Black Widow. Um Actually, you know what? And I purposely, we purposely went to watch it in the theater because we wanted to make sure that the, the box experience. office, full experience, yes. But for me, it was more of a, of a social justice movement because, moment for me, because it was stop trying to screw female, female actors, actresses out of what they're due. Because you're a giant corporation and feel like you can get away with it. Yeah. So then the next thing you do is a minority-led film. You're going to only release it cinematically during a pandemic. And let's see where the chips fall. That was... um, Like, dick move Disney. And because you're going to do that... It's not Disney's fault. AMC... Pushed really well, hard. Well, yes, because for they, it, also, they wanted it also they wanted a forty-five day exclusivity period. Yes, because it also messes with their revenue, and that's what Disney has been doing. Disney has been bullying everybody, the movie theaters and the actors who have contracts with them. So Dick moved Disney on doing that. So what I told, what the boyfriend and I discussed, because I don't, I can't tell him to do anything. True. What we discussed is. You love the movie going experience, as do I, but you are more of a movie buff than I am. I said to him. Yes. So let's go watch it. Obviously with masks and appropriate precautions and all of that. Even though we're fully vaccinated because pandemic. Yep. But I am also equally as excited to see it because I want to make sure that the box office numbers for this movie are phenomenal because I want Disney to eat crow. Fair enough. No, yeah. Um, so. And this kind of social justice warrior thing, this feeling that's been brought up in me, mm-hmm. can be traced back to a little bit of Harry Potter. Yeah. Also, just for a quick adjustment on my list, I'd yes. actually put Doctor Strange below Ant-Man. Really? Do you want to know why? Why? Because it was both an origin story plus, uh, like, a very big villain of his. That the villain was, like, a almost like an afterthought to the main plot of the movie. Okay. So, Dormammu was brought up 
two or three times throughout the movie, but only was relevant in the last five minutes and lost in a really stupid way. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I need something because we've been talking so long yeah. that I need to drink water and I have to have a, a candy or something to keep mm. my <clears throat> my throat from feeling like death. <clears throat> I'm also suffering. Anyway, um, as opposed to in Ant-Man, the villain is the new head of, of uh, Pym Industries. I'm not sure if that's what it's called, but I'm going to say what it's called. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, Hank Pym's protege, who is actually a bad guy. And yellow jacket. Super bad guy. Yeah. Um, like, by the way, yellow jacket was all CGI. There was no person. It was. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, but he was a villain throughout. It wasn't a new thing. Mm-hmm. So we have the origin story for Scott Lang. We have origin for kind of oh. Hank Pym, really. We have um, the villain from the word go, almost. And we have a very cohesive story. It's almost like a like a, like a We spy. also get introduced to Hope. Yeah. So the thing is, is like it's a very cohesive movie that hits all the, the appropriate marks. Whereas Doctor Strange has the villain be an afterthought. And I don't like that. Speaking of Hope, Lang... Yes. Have you watched the What If series uh, on Disney no, Plus? No, but I want to. You should. I heard the it's newest really one is good. sick. It's really good. It's Marvel Zombies plus some other stuff. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. It's... I'm not going to give spoilers. It's good. So the moment you can watch it, I really suggest that you do watch it. Well, I have to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision. <gasps> yep. Okay. So, oh, hmm, you can watch either one, uh, WandaVision or Falcon and Winter Soldier. You and can look, you have to watch as well. Hold on, listen. Yes. So you can watch any either of those two in whichever order you want. I think you should watch Loki after you watch those two. Yeah. yeah. And the What If series, um, definitely after you watch WandaVision. Okay. Okay, cool. So, and that's for everybody else who wants to watch it. That is the the order in which I suggest watching it. But you don't necessarily have to go that way. There you go. Um... What else was I going to say? Mechanical arms for monitors. I kind of want it to not be tilted away from you. What do you mean? The screens, the monitors are tilted down. Yeah, I know. That's the only thing that's driving me a little crazy. But it—they're not my monitors, so they're they also can not. I—I have, I have to figure out how to make them not crappy. Okay. They're, they're cool-ish, you know, they, they work. It's just have to make sure that the, the tilt is proper. Mm-hmm. And they also have to change the, the cables inside of the actual arms themselves. Because if I do this, like if I pull it down just a little bit, it'll start to come crashing down. Yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, so I have to lift it all the way. 
And then it's just fun. Yeah. It's weird. So, what else is going on? Um, I have a very busy few weeks coming up. Yes, you do. You have a wedding. I have a bright... Okay, well, nobody... October, nobody right? who... No. Nobody who listens to this podcast currently, except for my boyfriend, will know what I'm talking about because it's kind of like a surprise bridal shower. Okay. But I have a bridal shower not... Oh, the day after this episode comes out. Okay. Yeah. And then I have a wedding the following week. Which is why today we're recording multiple episodes. Because I need to not have anything that comes up in two weeks from now. Two weeks from when we're recording. This episode comes out on Friday. Yes. My yeah, The bridal shower is on Saturday. Okay. Oh, is that what you wanted to record Sunday then? That- That's why I wanted to record on Sunday. Okay. Or maybe we should record Friday night. Well, my schedule is open. Like Friday after I get off of work, I can just drive over. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's fine. It's fine. But um, and I'm I said it twice to convince myself. Yes. But then I have a wedding, and then the day after the wedding, I'm gonna hang out with one of my friends, like. We have it scheduled. We have it on our calendars because we're adults and life is busy. When is Marianne coming? The following weekend. Give me a date, please. She comes in on the 2nd. October 2nd. So literally the next week after the wedding. And she's here until the 17th or 18th. So like she's doing her own thing for a week and then I'm taking off for a week and we're doing things. And obviously, you are included. Okay. Well, as I said, my well, I'm not sure what my schedule is gonna be like then. I might be more restricted then, but we'll see. We'll I see. understand, but it's like um, her birthday is the tenth, so we should definitely do something the on the tenth. Is 100 percent where I'll I'll take off or whatever, whatever the situation is like. I don't even know what day it lands on, but the date is the tenth. Yes. Um. So like. From now until mid-October, mm-hmm. I'm busy. Okay. Random things, yes. though, to include. Uh, new Matrix movie. Comes Six. out on December 22nd, I believe they said. Or 21st, one of those. The 22nd would be a Wednesday, so it would be the 22nd. Okay. In December's, they do Wednesday. Yeah. 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 Um, well, December is going to be great for movies. Yeah. Matrix, Spider-Man. Well, December is that, that like, second major movie release. Cause, like, the know. summer's movie release central. And then December is, like, extra movies. Did you know it is not that expensive to rent out a movie theater? No, it's like $140. We should do that. Did you notice how I knew the price already? Yeah, we should do that. In December. That's a lot of money. Is that that? 140 really? Well, it's a lot of money when you're trying to save money. True. But, but we'll, we'll December, talk about it further then. Because it could be... Dude, we can rent it out. Dude. We'll, we'll talk okay. about it. Okay, anyway. But yeah, it's it's not... If anybody is, is interested in that, to rent out like an AMC movie theater... 
uh, it's like $140, at least in New Jersey. Um, and if you think about it, if you have 10 people go, it's relatively the same price as a movie, as a regular ticket. Mm-hmm. And you have the theater all to yourself. It's sad that they, it, it's, like you said, like 10 people-ish. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, like only 10 people are going to come watch a movie. Like, that's fine. Yeah. I'm assuming there's some kind of restrictions for like opening weekends and stuff like that yeah. for like expected blockbusters. Um But yeah, I get I get super busy from now until the I end wonder, of time. I wonder what the restrictions are in terms of being able to watch movies in a rented out movie theater. Like Could you imagine any kind if we could be like can we just watch do you Harry have Potter? A, do you have the Harry Potter films? Do we just bring it cuz they just project it? Maybe. We have, to, we have to find things out. Because if, yes. you're, if you're telling me for $140, we can. Is it for like one movie block? Or is yeah, it for, I think uh, it's just for one movie block. I'm down to rent it for an entire. I don't give a damn. Imagine being able to invite like like a lot of people and being able to just sit there and watch Harry Potter movies or watch new movies that are coming out, but with just your group of people. Like, that's so sick. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it more. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, Matrix movie, yes, sick. Spider Man movie, sick. Um, there's also Venom coming out, sick. Um, Spider Man two, Venom game. two, yes, uh, Venom two. Uh, Spider Man two game coming out, mm-hmm. sick. There's I didn't do the killer for that. No, but there's all kinds of stuff coming out. Like literally, everything starts starts getting super interesting. The thing is that Ven- uh, Spider-Man 2, the video game, has Craven the Hunter, which is like an older school villain who's sick. He's using sick a lot here, buddy. You're welcome. And Venom is in it as well. So there's going to be like, a lot of good stuff. Uh, Harry uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Whenever that finally comes out. Never. Um, Sometime in 2022. It makes me so sad. You and I have already talked about this, but I'm going to mention it here. Like, I understand that they're trying to not release something that's not... Subpar. Yes. I was going to say crappy, but whatever. Subpar is better. I understand that they're trying not to submit something that's subpar, like release it to us. But, like, work harder. (laughs) 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 Get us the stuff. I just want it. Thank you. Thank you for coming to her TED Talk. I wasn't going to say it because I've said it, I think, in every episode for the past five episodes. (laughs) But it's true. I know that they're working as hard as they can possibly, but we're corner. No. Get it released. You can't give me a teaser that's that juicy and then go, sorry, it's been delayed by a year. You better make this crap phenomenal. I was going to curse, but I didn't. I'm going to show you a trailer for another game later. Okay, great. That is like... And he showed me some trailers for some video games that are coming out next year. uh, Or that have already come out recently. And then I read him um, summaries of books that I want to read. And both of us are like... We need all of these things. Yes, no, we do. 
True. <laughs> Factual. I actually had a friend on Facebook ask me for book recommendations. Like, what are you reading right now? And what would you recommend somebody to read? And I was like, well, I always recommend Harry Potter. But that's that's a given. And the person laughed and said yes. And then I was like, but these are the things that I currently have on my to-read list. Like, I have physical copies of the books well, at home. My question is, mm-hmm. what is their preference? Well, they told me a book that they had just read. And it was a young adult book. So I provided other young adult um, options. You know, I see what I see what you're showing, but I I wanted to give options that I had read. You're fine. I'm gonna suggest this to you. Okay, I'll look at it later. I'm, I'm gonna suggest in the podcast right now, so it doesn't really matter. But it's so, a three point eight four. Don't worry. Anyway, it's uh, book number one in the Overworld Chronicles. Mm-hmm. It's called Sweet Blood of Mine by John Corwin. So this is the summary, and I, I don't like this one, actually. I'm going to go back. This one is kind of uh, awful. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait, what? What? Wait, what? This, is, this doesn't look right. I'm confused. Um, no. That's Dark Light of Mine. There's, there, there's like 12 books for this. Well, then. Yeah, there's, there, there is a bit. So, basically, it's about this nerdy kid named Justin Case. <laughs> Justin Case. No, um, no, 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 no. I actually... When I was a teenager, mm-hmm. I knew someone who knew someone named Justin Case. There you go. To which I say, those parents are jerks. Or mm-hmm. geniuses. Who knows? True. His last name here is actually his correct last name. It's his father's last name, but they gave him like a weird one so that he wouldn't be found. So I'm going to just, just in case. Um, from Mega Nerd to Superhero. When Justin Case discovers he has demonic abilities, life gets a lot more interesting. But as he learns the ropes of his new supernatural life, he soon realizes he's not alone. Vampires, felicans, or like lichens, but they're cats. So they're (laughs) they're were-cats. Sorcerers, Templars, they all exist. And what he doesn't know can most certainly kill him in more gruesome ways than he can count. So basically, he is... A demos, which his dad is a demon, basically. Okay. Or his dad is a human that can channel a demon from a different plane. He inherits that trait. Okay. And he is um, um, an incubus. Well then. Yes. And but his mother is like an angel. We're not going to explain that because we're still trying to be a family-friendly yes. podcast. Uh, spoiler, his mom's an angel. Of course. You should still read this, even with that spoiler. It doesn't even matter. It's actually really, really campy and funny, and there's really heartfelt moments and interesting moments. <coughs> and yeah, so... Drink some water, bro. 
I'm dead. I know, I hear it. Would you like me to get you one from the fridge, or do you want to drink this one that was no there? No one from the fridge. Do you want me to put this one in the fridge? Yes, please. Okay. Ah, it's in my bottle. So, oh, yes. Um, definitely check it out. Sweet Blood of Mine by John Corwin. Um, it has... You make fun of it for being a 3.8, but that's not bad. I'm I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying, eh, like, I'm, I'm messing with you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I've read... Okay. I apologize for saying this. What? I read the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. I've never talked to you again. I read them because I'm a bit of a completionist, number one, so that's why I read all of them. And I read it because... Because I had unreputable sources recommend it to me and I was like okay let me see what it's about and I swear to you it was not worth my time nope they are terrible do not do it to yourself okay in my opinion if you like that kind of stuff enjoy it please but I don't like it no no but no, it, DC is better good. Okay. Anywho, let's talk about Harry Potter now, maybe. Yeah, no. So we talked, like I said, I gave book recommendations. You gave book re- recommendations, but mine is always read Harry Potter because it's amazing. Mine is always read Harry Potter too. It's always like, have you read Harry Potter? Uh, yes, or no, and I don't think I would like it. You're wrong. Read it. Mm-hmm. That's my response to the second one. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I don't tell people you're wrong. I say, hey, you never know unless you give it a try. No, no, I just told you you're wrong. Yeah. I know. I don't. So you're wrong for that. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm considerate for that. Oh, snap. No, you're inconsiderate. Just, just <laughs> anyway. God, send help. Season 5, Episode 10, Chapter 10 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Luna Love Good. Can I, I just say, Luna. I do too. She's the only one who, like, yes, she says uncomfortable things. Okay, sometimes. we'll talk about her in a minute. I'm saying it now. Do we, but wait. now, okay, fine. She sometimes says uncomfortable things, but she's honest and loyal and smart and wonderful. Period. I agree. Period. That was very close. Yes. You heard me. Right, right in their eardrum. Yes. Al is trying to inception you. True. <laughs> don't laugh because I moved the mic with my face. <laughs> oh, anyway, no. recap. Okay. So I basically wrote it the fastest way I could. And the ease, the like most succinct way. Harry was acquitted. Everyone except for Sirius is instantly happy. For this he's eventually happy um mrs weasley's biggest fear was revealed and it's losing her family which apparently includes no, harry no apparently just includes okay apparently gives like a, a, a note of surprise right. it's not a surprise which we already knew includes harry yeah and they get ready to go back to hogwarts uh yes book list who is the defense against the darker <laughs> <laughs> 
see deep belly laugh again but you heard my other laugh which is also genuine but because he knows better so that's why I laugh at him Harry has another restless night dreaming about his parents Uh, Mrs. Weasley leaping over a dead creature while her mighty and fraud both crowned watch and Harry again um, ends up at a locked door at the end of a mysterious corridor he's been having these dreams a lot well so with Harry I swear he's a seer I swear he's got some of those abilities because he ends up having all of these dreams that always mean something um and he's not quite sure what these mean obviously if you think about the psychology not the psychology of dreams but if you think about how the subconscious works it makes sense that Hermione and Ron are crowned because they're prefects and it's their crowning achievement thus far it makes sense um, this is Lucy crying over creature. That does not make sense. I That's think, just Harry being kind of crazy. Yeah, but I think <laughs> it's it's him thinking about Mrs. Weasley, obviously crying over her dead family. Yeah, and then, at, at the Bogart me being her dead family. But and then Harry just wants creature dead. I don't think I don't <laughs> think it's that. I think that. I'm sorry. I think that in his mind he's just preoccupied with creature. Because Creature is this weird house. Like, the only house elves he knows are Dobby, who's super cool. Winky, who's a blubbering crier. Um, and now Creature, who is just kind of off his rocker. Yes. So, I don't know why about why he's there. But other than the fact that he creeps around in, in the house. Creature the Creeper? Yeah. I love it. And obviously, we know why he's dreaming about his parents. Yes. So, Harry awakens to chaos. Everyone is racing around trying to pack as quickly as possible. And once again, Fred and George have used magic for... It's not for no reason. They're trying to make things quicker. But, like, without restraint and without control, you the simplest thing can turn into an absolute disaster. I wrote no reason. Yes. Because... It is something that they can easily do without magic. And it's one of those things that bothers me. It's one of those things that bothers me about wizards so much. Just because you can use magic for something doesn't mean you have to. Take the extra five minutes that it's going to take you to manually bring down your your trunk. Suck it up. There's no reason to use magic just because you can Mm -hmm. if it's something that's going to require a lot of effort then yes if there is a magical way go for it but you have not had the ability to legally do magic outside of hogwarts for more than five minutes true the thing is is that they send their floating trunks down the stairs but it happens to kareen into jenny and, and it makes she, her fa- fall down two flights of stairs. To which that wakes up Sirius's mom. And the screaming starts. Yeah. Which is her filthy and, scum yeah. of blood befouling the house the of black. Yeah, and Mrs. Weasley bring twins for, again. You Weasley. could have killed her. Yeah, nearly killing their sister. Anyway, um, Hermione lets Harry know that the advance guard 
is accompanying Harry and the others to King's Cross Station, and much to Molly's disapproval, Sirius insists on coming in his dog form. Yeah. And she's like, okay, it's on your head. Like Dumbledore said, don't do it. You want to do it? It's it's all on you, bro. True. Um, the larger group waits with Mad-Eye Moody for Sturgis Podmore, who is late. Again. Yes. Harry heads out with Molly and a defiant Sirius. Molly mentions that, of course, they couldn't get transport from the Ministry like they did last time because, again, everyone hates Harry. And thinks he's lying and crazy. Yeah. I know, I know, moaned Mrs. Weasley, lengthening her stride. But Matt, I wanted to wait for Sturgis. If only Arthur could have got us cars from the Ministry again. But Fudge wouldn't let him borrow so much as an empty ink bottle these days. How muggles can stand traveling without magic? So, again, I'm going to say... Why use magic if you have to? I get she's got a lot of kids that she... If you don't have to. I I get that she has a lot of kids that she needs to wrangle to get them to King's Cross Station because the train leaves promptly at 11 a.m., right? Yes. Promptly. Like, that's it. It leaves, you're, you're done if you're not there. Well, there's other ways to get to Hogwarts if you have to, if you miss the train. Yeah, But it's almost but like a... It, it's, it's a little... It's, a it's part kind of, of the experience of going to Hogwarts. You know? Mm-hmm. You get to unwind. You get to be with your friends. This is the first time Catch where you can use some magic. Catch up over the summer. Mm-hmm. Which, in some... I mean, it doesn't apply to Harry and his friends, but, I mean, everyone else, really. Yeah. You know, again, use some magic, because everybody's using it, really, on the train, even though they're not supposed to. Blind eye, though. Yeah, exactly, because everybody knows they have some 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 pent-up frustrations or magic that they need to let off. Either. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, like, come on. Yeah. It's okay. So Sirius is the happiest he's been in days. Enjoying scampering around, uh, he snaps at pigeons, chases his own tail, and scares cats to amuse Harry. Which, I mean, surely it's not just that. He's been locked in Grimald Place for months. And I said, wouldn't it be... I would not be surprised if it reminds him of the time he... I don't know. Listen, we weren't talking to you. Um, (laughs) That... (laughs) Yeah, it's, my, it's my droid helper. She's a little crazy. Yeah. Anyway. So I wouldn't be surprised if it reminds him of the time he spent in Azkaban and the time he spent in hiding before he got to 12 Grimmauld Place. Like, there's very little you can do. You're stuck. It's another kind of prison. So now that he's able to get out and literally stretch his legs, although they're doggy legs at this point, why not? Why not just enjoy it? Run around. Feel the wind on your face and your fur. Because he's a dog right now. True. And he's a good dog. He's a good... Who's a good dog? Sirius is a good dog. True. It's a little weird. Uh, It takes 20 minutes for a stressed out Molly and Harry to make it to the station. uh, With Molly worried about the others getting there on time. Once uh, once there, they meet up with... It's missing a comma. Tonka. And see that everyone made it there. Listen. <laughs> Listen. I love Tonka. She's my favorite character. Okay. Oh my goodness. 
with Tonka. <laughs> oh, oh, good, said Mrs. Weasley, sounding relieved. Here's Alistair with the luggage look. A porter's cap pulled up. Pulled low over his mismatched eyes, Moody came limping through the archway, pushing a cart full of their trunks. All okay, he muttered to Miss Weasley, Mrs. Weasley and Tonks. Uh, you're going to add the comma there, aren't you? No, just okay. added the S because you left it as Tonk. Okay. But I got rid of the A. Okay. Yes, you got rid of the A, but you did yes. the don't, don't think we were followed. Um, seconds later... Seconds later, Mr. Weasley... Mr. Weasley? Yes, he did. Mr. Weasley emerged onto the platform with Ron and Hermione. They had almost unloaded Moody's luggage cart when Fred, George, and Ginny turned up with Lupin. No trouble, growled Moody. Nothing, said Lupin. I'll still be reporting Sturgis to Dumbledore, said Moody. That's the second time he's not turned up in a week, getting as unreliable as Mundungus. Got him. Got him. Okay. So I get that everybody wants to... I get that JK wants to paint Alistair as a little paranoid. But in the current situation that they're in, wouldn't it make sense to be more... To err on the safe side? So So at that point, it's not that you're being too safe or too whatever about it. You're doing what you're supposed to do to make sure that people aren't, I don't know, ambushed, followed, hurt, right? Um, yeah. The thing is, is that, so he, as we know, has um, issues with paranoia, but I don't know if I would go so far as to call it paranoid delusions, because I mean... Oh, his dustbins. He thinks everyone is trying to murder him. My guy got kidnapped for an entire school year, bro. Yeah. That's not a paranoid delusion. That has literally happened to him. He has lived as a police officer and has seen the darkest side of of his magical community. And literally given parts of himself to his job. So I'm sorry, but like, yeah, okay, fine. He's a little extreme, but he's not crazy. It's not, you're not paranoid if people are actually out to get you. Especially now when people are actually out to get him and the people who are around him. And their MO is to lurk in the shadows. Yes. And do it secretively. Yeah, so, like, no. I, like, yes, you need to side with caution in, in every instance. If someone is acting out of character, immediately report them. Veritaserum, what are you doing? There is no such thing as, oh, maybe they're having an off day. No. Let people who need to be made aware of it, aware of it, and let it be actioned appropriately. It has to. One one person, Imperius, one person the Order of the Phoenix, Imperius. Especially someone who has been given the secret by the secret keeper of the location mm-hmm. of the Order of the Phoenix. It's it spells disaster mm-hmm. for I guess if we're gonna call it this the resistance. So that's that's an issue. That's a problem. A little bit. After bidding everyone goodbye on the platform, Harry, Ron, Hermione, Fred, George, and Ginny. 
all of them. The school-bound group? <laughs> Board the Hogwarts Express. Notably, dog Sirius, Sirius as a dog, is bounding alongside the window as the train goes, wagging his tail and bidding adieu to his godson, and basically making a spectacle of himself for everyone who's still waiting on the platform. Mm-hmm. Didn't Dumbledore tell him to keep a low profile? Like, I get it. He's trying to show in a dog way. Hey, I'm going to miss you. I love you. Bye. <laughs> but it, if, if, if Wormtail, a.k.a. Peter Pettigrew, knows that Sirius Black, who is still an escaped convict who's wanted, is an unregistered animagus who is a dog a black dog if he knows this and he's already back with Voldemort he's already told Voldemort Voldemort and his followers will therefore know hey Sirius Black takes on the form of huh, surprise a black dog if you see a black dog report it say something follow him capture him whatever you need to do why are you going to bring attention to yourself? Like, this is why Dumbledore didn't want you going out. Because you don't know how to do things. This is why we can't have nice things, serious. But, like, literally, actually. Yeah. That's, the, that's why Dumbledore is doing the wrong thing. He should... Why not just apparate to like a different country and let him walk around as a free man for a little bit give him some fresh air let him shut around and, and, and just exist for 24 hours and then boop right back to Grimmauld Place like chill for a little bit wasn't Shacklebolt yeah wasn't Shacklebolt t- feeding information that he was in Transylvania or something let him walk around in Transylvania for a day be spotted by one person then right back to Grimmauld Place and then number one day trip it True. Number one, it makes Shacklebolt look very legitimate. Mm-hmm. And then it also lets him have a bit of freedom. Mm-hmm. I never understood why Dumbledore was just like, lock and key, stay serious. Like, he's a legitimate dog. Stay. No. Mm-mm. Bad boy, stay. No, dude. Th- Smack him on the nose with the newspaper. I think, like I said, the in- all of the events in this book that go wrong are entirely because Dumbledore does the compartmentalized, like, information kind of thing. And, like, needs to have complete control over every situation, and nothing is allowed to escape, like, the boundaries is what he's defined is going to happen. Yeah. So, and I agree with you. Um, Once they're, they're on the train, and the train has already rounded the corner, and they can't see anybody else, everybody starts going to where they usually go. Fred and George leave saying that they have to talk business with Lee Jordan. Um, And then that's when Harry is like, hey, let's find a compartment like we always do. And Hermione and Ron very awkwardly explain that they have to join the other prefects for instructions. And they're like, oh, no, we're not going to we're not going to be there forever. We just have to get instructions and patrol a little bit. We'll be back soon. So Harry's like, oh, yeah, totally forgot. All right, let's look for some place to sit. So Harry and Ginny are searching for an empty compartment. And 
That's when Harry notices that everyone is looking at him. And he was able to forget for a while until just that moment. Well, it's no surprise because the the newspaper that's read by it, it seems like the entire wizarding community has painted him out as being a lying... Crazy troublemaker. Yeah. All summer. Lying, crazy, attention-seeking troublemaker. There you go. All summer in in, in, in snide, sneaky little ways. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, they end up meeting with Neville, who unluckily says so there's nowhere else to sit besides this compartment, but someone's already in there. Yeah. And that's when Jenny's like, let's just go in there. It's fine. So. Yeah. Hi, Harry. He panted. Hi, Jenny. Everywhere is full. I can't find a seat. What are you talking about, said Ginny, who had squeezed past Neville to peer into the compartment behind him. There's room in this one. There's only Looney Lovegood in here. Neville mumbled something about not wanting to disturb anyone. Don't be silly, said Ginny, laughing. She's all right. She slid the door open and pulled her trunk inside. Harry and Neville followed. Hi, Luna, said Ginny. Is it okay if we take these seats? The girl beside the window looked up. Of course up. you wanted to I do, because I want to describe looks. her. I know. She had straggly, waist-length, dirty blonde hair, very pale eyebrows, and protuberant eyes that gave her a permanently surprised look. Harry knew at once why Neville had chosen to pass this compartment by. The girl gave off an aura of distinct... Uh, what is this? Dottiness? Uh, perhaps it was the fact that she had stuck her wand behind her left ear for safekeeping, or that she had chosen to wear a necklace of butterbeer caps, or that she was reading a magazine upside down. Her eyes arranged over Neville and came to rest on Harry. She nodded. Thanks, said Jenny, smiling at her. We meet Luna Lovegood! <laughs> and I'm sorry. So, like, not I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it. Daniel Radcliffe, okay, he can be hairy, doesn't have the same color eyes, but okay, fine. And he he's not contacts, as tall. Bleh. Yeah, bleh. he's not as tall as Harry should be, per the books, because it says that he's tall and lanky and, you know, whatever. Fine. Hermione doesn't have the, the bushy hair. Well, or J- the big J- teeth. J.K. even said, like, Emma Watson is way too pretty to be Hermione. Yeah. But in but she became Hermione for us. Yes. Uh, Rupert Grant, Ron, fine, okay. Uh, Tom Felton, definitely, like that's Draco. Uh, Matthew Lewis, okay. Neville, cool. Ivana Lynch is Luna Lovegood. She was born to play the role. Yes. Period. Just like Alan Rickman was born to be Snape. Yep. Iv- Ivana Lynch, one hundred percent Luna Lovegood. She just gives off the right feeling, the right vibe. And I think it's because she was also a fan of the books. Yep. So she read them and, you know, she she purposely went for this. It makes me sad because Richard Harris was my perfect Dumbledore. Yeah. Yeah. His replacement didn't even read the books, man. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Say we say that it all Michael, the time. I know. I'm not gonna say that Michael Gambon was bad. He wasn't bad. No. Okay. So Michael. He was Gambon, a very adequate Dumbledore. So Michael Michael Gambon 
was the Dumbledore we needed for the later movies. Not necessarily for, because, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Okay. That will forever irk you. Yes, it will. Okay. Um, But he played, like, we needed a stronger Dumbledore in in the next books, in this book and on. Mm-hmm. We needed a stronger one. And unfortunately, Richard Harris was more like doting grandpa, as opposed to a mastermind wizard. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but love it. It's cool. Yeah, but Richard Harris's Dumbledore works, I think, up until mid four. No, it goes beyond. I would say up until Dumbledore gets fresh with the Dursleys in book six. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. He could have been perfect up until the very end, to be honest. There's no moment where we need a super explosive Dumbledore. I think maybe against Voldemort. I'm yes. not going to give the details. Yes, yes, that, yes, that would be yes, a yes, spoiler, yes. But so, yes, I agree with you. I don't know. On on that point. So well, let's continue. Let's continue. Because this is like big spoiler territory yeah. and like again we're not scared of spoilers but like we also don't want to tell you everything tell you everything right now when there's still a couple of books yeah so Neville's there he's like oh look at what I got for my birthday yes yeah, so that is a spoiler by the way Dumbledore does type Voldemort up your hair is off it, it's later in this book you're fine <laughs> <laughs> um so Neville's discussing what he got for his birthday and it's a rare Mimulus Mimbletonia plant and Harry's like, D- does it do anything special? Does it have any powers? And he's like, yeah, look at this. And he takes off his wand. He takes off his wand. And Only triggers its defense amazing. mechanism. Yeah. Which is spraying uh, this hard smelling green pus called stink sap. Shooting it everywhere. Like... Ginny was smart enough to put her arms up so she didn't get any on her face. Um, Luna had the the magazine in front of her so she didn't get any on her face. But Harry Harry got it all over himself. Like, to the point where he had some in his mouth. And Neville quickly had to say, don't worry, it's not poisonous. But it smells like death, homie. Yeah. It might as well be poisonous. Yeah. (laughs) And at that point... When it's all over the compartment and all over them. Timing. Cosmic timing. Cosmic timing, of course, makes it happen. But that's when Cho Chang walks in to greet Harry. And she's like, oh, hey, Harry. Um, I guess this is a bad time to come say hi. As he's covered in stink sap. Really? Okay. So Cho leaves, Harry's mortified, and Jenny's like, oh, come on. And she's like, boom, scourgeify, cleans it all up immediately. And this is where your note that you mentioned to me specifically. Yes. Which I have a couple of counterpoints to. Okay. But I think that this is a good example of Jenny being OP, overpowered. Like, she's stronger than we realize. The 
twins respect her because of her bat boogie hexes. Okay? She's awesome about that. That happened earlier. But Tonks, who admittedly said that she was bad with household chores, like spells for household chores, can barely clean up uh, Hedwig's dirty cage. Like a couple of droppings and a couple of feathers disappeared when she used Scourgeify. Jenny, a 14-year-old, did it and all of the stink stuff is gone. All of it. Mm -hmm. So, again, she's super powerful. Mm -hmm. She's awesome. In the book, in the movie, she's a joke. So, I think that that Jenny probably picked up a lot of that kind of um, knowledge about how to use the household charms and stuff like that from her mom. Well, yeah. Just watching and asking questions because even though she can't do magic at home, she's provided the knowledge, right? There's also potentially something to do with the wands because some wands excel at doing charms, some excel at doing transfiguration, some excel at... um, Loyalty, that's a, that's a trait, I guess. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. <clears throat> so I think that there's a lot of factors to, to that go with it, but I do think that Ginny is like a very powerful young witch. And she's, yes. giving, she's given zero credit in the movies because she's not that important, which I'm just like, Harry Potter, one of his best friend's sibling isn't that important. Really? Yeah, so like all the other siblings, cool. Like we need to know about them, except for this Jenny, one. But not Jenny, right? Yeah, it's kind of silly. Sexist, I tell you. Almost went with a spoiler there. Anyway. Oh, I know. <coughs> it took um, a lot of thinking. Ron and Hermione eventually return after being on for about an hour, and announce who the new prefects are. Including- They're like, you are not going to believe who they are, specifically for this one house. And he's like, oh, no. Who? So, who are the Slytherin prefects, Al? Oh, um, surprise. Cal surprise. Draco Malfoy. No way. And Pansy Parkinson. <sighs> um, we also find out that Ernie McMillan and Hannah Abbott are the Hufflepuff prefects. Um, and Anthony Goldstein and Padma Patel are the Ravenclaw prefix. And that's when Luna's like, oh, Padma, didn't, Harry, didn't you take her to the Yule Ball last year? Yeah? She was kind of mad at you for not dancing with her. I mean, I wouldn't have minded. It's cool. All right, awkward Luna, thanks. Um, And then Ron tells a really bad joke. I don't even remember what it was at this point. But like... Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, yeah. He says, um, oh, no. Uh, Malfoy is going to abuse his powers and he's going to. I can't wait to get Crab and Goyle for something. Ron says, I can't wait to get Crab and Goyle for something. And he's like, oh, I know what I'll do. He says, (laughs) Ron says, I'll make Goyle do lines. It'll kill him. He hates writing. 
said Ron happily. He lowered his voice to Goyle's low grunt and, screwing up his face in a look of pained concentration, mimed writing in midair. I, I must not look like a baboon's backside. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear, you hear us giggling because, yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, everybody laughs, but the person who's laughing the hardest is Luna. I love her, but she can't pick up social cues for anything. Like, she's over laughing. You know, to the point where Ron's like, are you, are you, like, making fun of me? (laughs) Are you messing with me? And her response is, baboon's backside. (laughs) And she's choking, holding her ribs. (laughs) Her her reaction is funny. Oh, man, her reaction is super funny. Um, so, as they're laughing, uh, as she's laughing, Harry notices that Sirius's name is on Luna's magazine cover. So he asks if he can borrow the magazine, she says yeah, and he reads a- Bless you. Bless you. Excuse me. Okay, enough, anyway. I sneeze in threes, you know this. True. Um, and he reads an article claiming that Sirius is actually a singer, before realizing the story is completely bogus. Like, he's like, oh, let me read this. Do you want to read it? Um, so the, 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 what, the, the, what, which part? The bold is the actual article. Okay. For 14 years, Sirius Black has been believed guilty of the mass murder of 12 innocent muggles and one wizard. Black's audacious escape from Azkaban two years ago has led to the widest manhunt ever conducted by the Ministry of Magic. None of us has ever questioned that he deserves to be recaptured and handed back to the Dementors. But does he? Dun dun dun! Startling new evidence has recently come to light that Sirius Black may not have committed the crimes for which he was sent to Azkaban. In fact, says Dorcas Perkis. Doris Perkis. Dorcas. That's what someone else. I mean, maybe. That's someone, that's someone else. Yes. Doris Perkis of 18 Acanthia Way. Uh, Little Norton. Little Norton. Black may not even have uh, been present at the killings. What people don't realize is that Sirius Black is a false name, says Mrs. Perkis. The man people believe to be Sirius Black is actually Stubby Boardman, lead singer of the popular singing group The Hobgoblins, who <laughs> retired from public life after being struck uh, in the ear by a turnip at a concert in Little Norton Church Hall nearly 15 years ago. I recognized him the moment I saw his picture in the paper. Now, Stubby couldn't possibly have committed those crimes because on the day in question, he happened to be enjoying a romantic candlelit dinner with me. I have written to the Ministry of Mag- the Minister of Magic, and I'm expecting him to give Stubby, alias Sirius, a full pardon any day now. Harry finished reading and stared at the page in disbelief. Perhaps it was a joke, he thought. Perhaps the magazine often printed spoof items. He flicked back a few pages and found the piece on Fudge. Which basically said that he was trying to take over the Goblin Gold, and he's known as Goblin Crusher. Something like that. Something something completely ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Cornelius Goblin Crusher Fudge. That's what his friends call him. Seriously? I don't know anybody who would be like, something He's crusher. always talking about the goblins he's done in. He's had them drowned. He's had them dropped off buildings. He's had them poisoned. He's had them cooked in pies. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. And Harry doesn't read anymore after and, that. And then Ron asks Harry after he closed it, and he's just like, anything good in there? Of course not, said Hermione scathingly, before Harry could answer. The Quibbler's rubbish. Everyone knows that. Excuse me, said Luna. Her voice had suddenly lost its dreaming quality. My father's the editor. Awkward. I, oh, said Hermione, looking <laughs> embarrassed. Well, it's got some interesting, I mean, it's quite, I'll have it back, thank you, said Luna coldly. I love it. It's so awkward. It yeah. pains me. Oh, yeah. No. And, like, literally, I feel like Draco had to have had his ears ringing. Because when someone talks about you, apparently your ears ring. Um, because lo and behold, he shows up with Crab and Goyle in tow, as always. Well, who talked about him in the first place? Ron. Oh, Ron. Ron and Hermione, when they oh, were like, true, true, oh yeah, he's, he's Prefect. Oh, it took a little bit for it to actually kick in, gotcha. Yeah. And this is what happens. Uh, Harry's like, what? Manners, Potter, or I'll have to give you a detention. Blech. You see, I, unlike you, have been made a prefect, which means that I, unlike you, have the power to hand out punishments. <laughs> yeah, said Harry, but you, unlike me, are a git, so get out and leave us alone. Ron, <laughs> Hermione, Ginny, and Neville laughed. Malfoy's lip curled. Tell me, how does it feel being second best to Weasley, Potter? Shut up, Malfoy, said Hermione sharply. Oh, I seem to have touched a nerve. That's how I feel like he said it. Yeah, true. You know? Um, well, just watch yourself, Potter, because I'll be dogging your footsteps in case you step out of line. Get out, said Hermione, standing up. Sniggering, Malfoy gave Harry a last malicious look and departed, Crab and Goyle lumbering in his wake. Hermione slammed the compartment door behind them and turned to look at Harry, who knew at once that she, like him, had registered what Malfoy had said and been just as unnerved by it. So they are very aware of Malfoy's vocabulary choice there. But obviously they can't talk about it because Luna and Neville are there, but Ron is unaware. Well, and Ginny. Well, Ginny, Ginny, well, Ginny knows. They can talk about it with Yeah, Ginny. they can talk about it with Ginny because she's been there all summer. But, like, they, I'm sure they it's still don't feel 100% comfortable. But it's, it's because of, of Luna and Neville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they reach Hogwarts, but rather than... Ho- uh, I almost said Hogwarts again. Because Hag- you know what? There is no Hogwarts without Hagrid, period. This is true. But rather than Hagrid's familiar voice greeting the first years, they hear Professor Grubbly Plank. They hardly have time to ponder this before Ginny and Harry have to carry their belongings to the carriages. Harry is stunned that the carriages are no longer horseless. Ron sees nothing, leaving Harry wondering if he has gone mad. And this is the last bit of the book, so the, of this chapter. So I was like, let's just read the whole dang oh, thing. Oh, goodness. Okay, this is an entire page from the book, by the way. It's not an entire page. It's an entire page. page. What are those things, do you reckon? Uh, he asked Ron, nodding at the horrible horses as the other students surged past them. What things? Those horse... Luna appeared holding Pigwidgeon's cage in her arm. The tiny owl was twittering excitedly as usual. Here you are, she said. He's a sweet little owl, isn't he? Er, yeah, he's alright, said Ron gruffly. Well, come on then, let's get in. What were you saying, Harry? I was saying, what are those horse things? Harry said as he... 
Ron and Luna made for the carriage in which Hermione and Ginny were already sitting. What horse things? So let's scramble down. Yes. Ron is like, I don't know what you're talking about. The carriages are horseless like they've always been. What's wrong with you? Um, Harry, utterly bewildered, was utterly bewildered. Felt, let me read again, because I'm having trouble, apparently. I'll just read the whole thing. Harry felt utterly bewildered. The horse was there in front of him, gleaming solidly in the dim light issuing from the station windows behind them, vapor rising from its nostrils in the chilly night air. Yet, unless Ron was faking, and it was very, and it was a very feeble joke if he was, Ron could not see it at all. Shall we get in then? said Ron uncertainly, looking at Harry as though worried about him. Yeah, said Harry. Yeah, go on. It's all right, said a dreamy voice from beside Harry as Ron vanished into the coach's dark interior. You're not going mad or anything. I can see them, too. Can you? said Harry desperately, turning to Luna. He could see the bat-winged horses reflected in her wide, silvery eyes. Oh, yes, said Luna. I've been able to see them ever since my first day here. They've always pulled the carriages. Don't worry, you're just as sane as I am. Smiling faintly, she climbed into the fussy interior of the carriage after Ron. Not altogether reassured, Harry followed her. So, the, so let's let's talk little about inconsistency the, by the lake is not her first day because she wouldn't have seen the carriages on her first day. She would have gone down to the lake and taken the boat. But no, but even if she had gone to the lake and taken the boat, they would have still gotten off at the same area, and she could have looked over and been like, "Oh, what are those creatures that the are described are away. that are described thusly." Um, he, they're, he says that they're horses, but they're more, they have something reptilian to them. They are completely fleshless. Their black clothes clinging to their skeletons, of which every bone was visible. Their heads were dragonish, and their pupil-less eyes white and staring. Wings sprouted from each wither. Vast black leathery wings that looked as though they ought to be they ought to belong to giant bats. I mean, that's a sight to behold if you've never seen it before. True. I should have put that in the summary, but you know, things happen. But the carriages are further away from the train than a first year would have been able to see, I think. Yes, but in the movie, later on, we see that she's gone around and seen them before. Well, she could have just been her inquisitive self and literally just, first year's this way? Oh, what's this way? Where's everyone else going? And then and literally like, oh, taking let me a go couple back. of dozen of steps and been like, oh, those are creepy. I'm leaving them. Yeah. It's possible. I don't doubt it for Luna. With I Luna, it's, it's most likely what happened. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I like thought. how we had to talk it through so that you could be like, yeah, that yeah, 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 no, no, I got it now. <laughs> um, so yes, yes, that is the chapter. Boom, 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 very boom, <laughs> all the boom, so much boom. Okay, you win. Hasta la boomba, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
It's okay. We forgive you. This time, judge me. So yeah, that's the end of the chapter. Yes. They they make it to the train. They go to Hogwarts. Um, on the way there, they find out that Draco is a prefect, and he's gonna be a pain in the butt. And he makes a comment that makes it seem like they know that Sirius was there. Dope. Dog. Sirius. Here comes the boy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and they get there, and the carriage, the carriageless, the horseless carriages aren't actually horseless, but can you really call them horses when they look the way they look? They're horsies. Okay, but not like the cute, cuddly ones. They're horsies. Okay. Um. I like. Okay, well, and we met Luna, and we love her. Spoiler: They're called Thestrals. I love Thestrals; they're so cool. They're interesting, bro. Not in a bad way, bro. I'm just saying we can bro. talk about them later, bro, bro. What do you mean the support? We'll talk about them. It later. was in the episode with we did the one lore, so I'm gonna talk about it. I'm really in New York there for a sec. Yeah, and we're not from New York, so That's that was weird. weird. That's a little weird. Yeah, cut it out. I like the idea that a Thestral tail hair is in the core of the Elder Wand. That's cool. Yes. That is all we'll say. One more video, go watch it. Or, not video, go listen to it. You know what? Because it's an episode. Let's make it a video. I can ask my friend. He wants to get into video editing again. What happened to the... We'll talk about it later. Okay. So... That's the end of the huh? that's the end of the chapter. So that's the end of the episode. Yes. Um it's a good one. We like it. Yeah. Sirius should have stayed home. Oh uh, yeah, actually. Yeah. Again, why not stay home and then give him a day trip throughout Europe? It's not like it's difficult. Just apparate. It's literally yeah. free travel. Like yeah. what's wrong with you people? They're crazy. Dude, if I could okay. apparate it's over. Yeah. It's over for you, hoes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. All right, everyone. Bye. Bye. You crazy. You look disappointed. A little bit. Okay, it happens. <laughs>